As March comes to an end, those living in the United States have now spent just over a year amid the COVID-19 pandemic. With the strict rules of social distancing and risk of possible contagion, the mental health of many has been affected. Students in particular have faced challenges while trying to balance schoolwork with the stress of the virus. But they are not alone, as another group is facing similar hurdles. They're educators. This is ENN Radio, a weekly podcast from Elon News Network bringing you the story behind the headlines. I'm Anna Terry. This week on ENN Radio, we are looking at how the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted the lives of Elon University's faculty. I sat down with ENN reporter Kira Silbergeld, who told me more. Thank you for joining me today. Of course, I'm so happy to be here. And in your story this week, you looked at some of the ways the pandemic is affecting the mental health of Elon's faculty. Mm -hmm. And you talked to assistant psychology professor C.J. Flemings, who has a specialization in clinical psychology and mental health. And Fleming said that she has taken notice of two main things regarding mental health in the pandemic. Can you share with me what these are and how she's seen them take shape in the lives of teachers on campus? Yeah, so the two things that Fleming kind of went into when we talked about professors' mental health during the pandemic are first fatigue and then capacity for working memory. So in terms of fatigue, she said that at least when she thinks about her experience with the pandemic, that a lot of professors have had to reformat their classes that they've been teaching for however many years since they've been at Elon. I know for Her, she said that for the first time in six years, she had to go and reformat a lot of her classes that she would usually just have ready before the semester starts. So that's kind of what she referred to being like a new professor every semester for. And then she also kind of talked about um, capacity for working memory. So when you're teaching and paying attention to the students, she said that you're using a lot of brain power, just teaching in general. And with the pandemic on top of that, you have health concerns and that also takes up more brain power. And then there's also students who are in the classroom and students who are on Zoom. So instead of just paying attention to students in the classroom now, you kind of have all of these different concerns and all of these new aspects that you kind of have to navigate. So those are the two things that she said she at least noticed for herself, but I'm sure that other professors are also experiencing some kind of the same struggles. Mm-hmm. And you also spoke to human services lecturer Monica Burney. And for Burney, she said that holding her classes via Zoom has been the hardest change in her life since the start of the pandemic. Can you explain exactly why this is? Yeah, so for Bernie, it's not so much about the Zoom platform in general but it's more about the loss of in-person contact with her students, especially with human service classes. They're very discussion-oriented, and that's a very hard thing to manage when you have one half of your student group in Zoom and the other in the classroom in front of you. So she was kind of talking about how she missed that in-person contact with her students and kind of fostering and building relationships through that, because obviously, That's hard to do when you're speaking into the Zoom void or when you have some students in class, but you're not supposed to get more than six feet um, close to them. 
Mm-hmm. And Bernie told you that she enjoys doing 10-minute checkups with her students every now and then instead of holding class. Is this something she chooses to use to try and combat this disconnect between her and her students? Yeah, so she did say that that is something she's kind of implemented in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. And it's kind of a way for her to just touch base and have some face time because with people online and with people in person even now, it's kind of hard to get that face time because you're either looking at somebody through a webcam or over a mask. Bernie said that this one-on-one -on -one time has also allowed her to catch up with students who prefer talking in smaller groups. And Fleming's told you that for Elon faculty, the online teaching experience is totally heterogeneous. Can you tell me what she means by this statement? Yeah, definitely. So there are so many faculty members who are teaching in different formats right now. You have people who have started teaching remotely at the start of the pandemic who are in person now. You have remote professors who are still teaching remotely. And then you have professors teaching both hybrid and in-person courses. So I think that's kind of what she means when she says that the faculty experience is heterogeneous um, because professors are teaching in so many different ways and are having to adapt in so many different ways. And they've all used pretty much different techniques to do that, um, depending on where they're located and where their students are located too. So I think when she was talking about that, she was definitely talking about the different methods of instruction that are going on right now. And Fleming's told you about some of the added expectations she has seen students and teachers face as a result of the pandemic. Can you explain what these expectations are? Yeah, so basically these expectations are pretty much the same as normal expectations, which is hard when you're spending brain power focusing on things like health concerns, financial concerns, and maybe even things like the loss of a loved one. It's all something that really weighs down heavily on students and professors. So it's kind of managing your normal expectations with all of those added stresses that I think is really hard for both students and professors and Fleming kind of expressed that when we talked. So that's kind of the weight of the expectations that she talked about is just that there's so many other things to worry about, but you're still expected to go to class and get good grades and have good relationships with your professors and still be in extracurriculars. And on the professor side, you're still expected to come into class, like for the most part, happy all the time. And you're expected to teach and kind of really just act like everything is normal when it might not necessarily be. According to a study conducted by the Kaiser Family Foundation, the number of adults reporting symptoms of anxiety and or depressive disorder was 11% from January through June of 2019. In January 2021, it has jumped to 41.1%. So I think that's something that's been very hard for both students and professors. Mm -hmm. So definitely a little bit of a balancing act there. Yeah. And you also wrote in your piece about how the school has made some accommodations to help professors during this time. Can you tell me how they are assisting them at all? Yeah, so I got a pretty generalized answer about this. Um, but I do know one of the things that they're doing is childcare for local faculty and staff members throughout the pandemic, just because obviously a lot of kids are still not in school and they're doing virtual learning or technically being homeschooled in some cases too. So the school has provided childcare for that and they've also provided a lot 
of professional development with Zoom and shifting classes onto that kind of online platform. There's also always the faculty, staff, health and wellness clinic, which is where faculty and staff members can go to kind of seek um, licensed or clinical help with kind of mental health issues and the stresses that they're dealing with right now. Something that was really interesting to me though that I kind of talked about with Bernie is that there hasn't really been an overall greater community reflection of the pandemic in terms of faculty and staff members. And did Flemings give you any tips on how faculty can cope with the added pressures of the pandemic? Yeah, so Fleming mentioned three things that she said would be pretty beneficial. So the first thing she said is that people should continue or go back to the good coping strategies that they've used in the past. And she said things like mindfulness and exercise are great for this, but obviously you can only do it as much as you can with outside forces and other things like that. But within these coping mechanisms, she said that it's super important to ground yourself and make a commitment to yourself and your own mental health care. So second, she said that people should try to create the water cooler environment as much as they can. And clearly this is limited because people are remote, but it's important to kind of have those informal relationships with your colleagues, especially when there's so much distance between people and their contacts and connections. So she definitely recommends kind of maintaining or rediscovering the camaraderie in the workplace. And she said to just make that contact possible as much as you can. And then the last thing, um, or piece of advice rather, that she gave was to seek therapy even if you don't think your situation is as bad as other people's situation. And she said that if a feeling is true for you, you shouldn't worry about anybody else or how they're feeling, and that nobody's an expert on how to figure out the COVID pandemic. We're all newbies to this. Bernie said that those struggling with their mental health should stop fighting with their thoughts. Instead, one should sit with their emotions, then let them pass. That's it for this week's episode of ENN Radio. Subscribe to ENN Radio on Spotify and Apple Podcast, and follow us on social media at Elon News Network. For the latest news, visit our website, elonnewsnetwork.com. <laughs>